Welcome to the Innovative Leader Podcast with Christy Geiger, Master Certified Coach, and David Phillips, Educator, Analyst, and Consultant. Our mission is to equip, inspire, and transform how we lead in life and work. In today's rapidly evolving world, raising the level of leadership is more important than ever before. Weekly topics support you to navigate the changing tide of business and leadership. Here are your hosts, Christy and David. All right. Welcome, leaders. Thanks for joining us back on the Innovative Leader Podcast. Hello, David. How are you? I'm well. How about you? Good, good. We're at the end of January, so we're recording this on January 29th, sitting right at the very last Friday in January. It has been an interesting start to 2021. We had a full moon. The wolf moon was out last night. It's the moon of passion and opportunity for moving things forward. Um, But yeah, it's been an interesting month. What Today we're going to talk about when resolutions don't get resolved. And because this year has started where some people, I think it's a pretty common theme that enough people feel like they weren't quite able, there's always mixed opinions about setting goals and resolutions at the top of the year, but there is enough people who typically set goals who weren't able to set goals or who set goals and barely got started on them or got started on them and then derailed or whatever. But bottom line, the volume of goal success for January is a bit lower than normal. Uh, Many extenuating circumstances we can talk about in a minute, but we're really talking about what do you do? Do you just throw it out the window and say, forget it? And, you know, let the rest of the year just turn out as it's going to? Do you reset goals? What in the world do you do? So today we're going to dig into that topic about how do you, sitting at the end of the first year of the month, what do you do when those resolutions are not yet resolved and they haven't gotten traction to move forward? What do you do? David, what's your thoughts about this January and why this January feels a little bit different than other Januaries? Um, I think, I think, 2020 is is kind of the curator of all that that I think people I personally I, I was hoping that that when we flip the, the calendar to 2021 that that things were going to be a we're going to calm down and be a lot uh, more smooth and it just didn't happen there's there's political unrest there's still COVID out there, and now we, we see uh, things like um, a new strain of COVID sweeping through Africa and, and, and uh, in other parts of the world, and um, it, it's just, it, it, I think that's, that's a huge cause of it. I, I think that um, there's just so much uncertainty, and, and uh, that's, that's just we were we were hopeful for the end of 2020 and when that didn't happen it's it's just like a a punch in the gut mm-hmm. in so many ways so mm-hmm. i think that's the i think that's the biggest reason um the biggest reason for it uh you know so mm-hmm. and yeah. then things you know even things like yesterday uh or last couple of days with gamestop i don't know if you've you've seen that with their stock shooting up to five hundred dollars a you know because of one app um, and, uh, and you're going, what in the world is going on? It, it just feels like 
like the world, uh, like we talked about last week, it's, it's in a frenetic, it's just a frenetic time. And, and we just can't wrap our arms around. There's so much uncertainty uh, this January as compared to last that it's just, uh, I think it's just overwhelming people mm-hmm. and they're tired, mm-hmm. you know, they want to get yeah, back to their lives. Yeah. Well, and the fatigue can cause, it is difficult to do that strategic planning and then to really get yourself in that discipline that's needed in order to drive your goals. It requires energy and it requires focus. And when people are tired or when things change, we're not used to working in that rhythm. I do think it's important that we learn how to work in that rhythm. I think to not wait until it settles down because I don't know that it's really going to settle down. So I think the opportunity is not to um, necessarily lament that because I think it can be easy to go, oh, I just, we need this to go back, but not to really get into that space of wanting that, rather moving more to this space of, Okay, wow. So this is a new year and a new month that continues to be rapidly changing, having a tremendous volume of uncertainty, still speed of change and things happening. So the same things that we've been talking about with that industrial revolution 4.0, all of those facets still very much present. And then I think it's like we kind of tried to set goals in the same way that we set them in the past. And we we have to do it a little bit differently. And I don't know exactly what that is, but I think we get to figure that out as we're adapting to this new speed, as we are, today we're gonna talk about three things, assessing, planning, and structures for accountability. But as we're assessing, okay, what went well? What didn't go well? What did I need to do differently? So we're going to learn how to move at this new speed. But I don't think, not only to your point, we're tired, And so it takes more energy when you're tired to do something and it takes energy in order to do something, but we're not used to working at this speed and this rhythm and and we're learning how to do it. Yeah. And, you know, we, um, I think we, like you said, we all have rhythms at the beginning of the year that we focus on. And this year was just so much different that, that those rhythms were, uh, we, we couldn't get in that rhythm. I mean, I, I know I couldn't get in that rhythm. It took uh, probably two weeks to just, just kind of start feeling like I'm getting in a rhythm. Um, and, and, and there were, you know, other things going on and, and for on a personal level, but it's just, I just think we're struggling to, we've, and that's, that's the reason for the SOS assessment. We have to figure out um, what went wrong, what, what didn't, what did go well, uh, in all of this. And then, um, so that we're prepared for the next time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about what do we assess? So maybe as a leader, you have achieved your goals. Maybe as a leader, you've been trying to set them and it's not even set yet, much less started. Maybe you, maybe you knocked it out of the park. I actually haven't heard anybody who has knocked their January goals out of the park. My right. mantra lately has been, February 1st is my new January 1st. And there's numerous other people in that camp. And even people who I'm not necessarily talking about that, it's not, yay, let's celebrate what we achieved. No, it's kind of like, okay, we're still working on 
X, Y, Z. So what do we do to assess? So one, you were saying, ask the question, what went well, what didn't go well? Right, exactly. So ask those questions. What, what, um, what has led me uh, to, just to even start? I think in, at, this, at this juncture for many people, just trying to start on, on those rhythms, uh, starting those goals uh, is a huge step forward. Um, and, and so I think, you know, what has, what has enabled me to start, uh, to find traction, to get, to get motion. Um, and then what has, what has hindered me? Um, is it, is it the season or is it, uh, a, a, I've got to develop a new set of processes, a new set of systems. Um, and, and so when we, when we take a look at that, then we can we can be prepared maybe to put those things in place for January or February one, um, and then certainly to be prepared you know uh, for the for twenty twenty two if nothing else. But I, I think it was important to to try to assess and try to figure out what to do so that we can start those in twenty twenty uh, in in February one, so that we can you know make progress toward those goals and and toward those uh, those things um, this year. Otherwise, we'll just forget and it'll be wasted time. For sure. Sometimes there's this temptation to be like, oh, I'm not making traction anyway. We'll just deal with what comes up. But then really you're signing up for a life of reaction, which yep. is not strategic and doesn't actually move the needle. And it would be really sad to do that in January when really we're at the top of quarter one. You've got two months left of quarter one to right. make massive traction. We have three full quarters left of the year. There is lots of the year left. So it really is a ridiculous thought to think about throwing goals out the window. But sometimes we do that, especially when we think of them as resolutions. Yep. Um, so the question you said, like what gets in the way, where am I getting traction? So to me, that kind of pulls into this point about getting a view of where am I at? So when you yep. look at where I was, and you look at where I want to be, and then you look at where you're at in that continuum. And I think it's an interesting thing. You can use it in percents, a zero to 10 line, but maybe you're 50% of the way to where you wanted to be at the end of the month. Maybe you're 75 or 90 or 20. And I think if you can get a little sense of where you're at, it also helps you to ask those questions better to go, well, what got me 25% of the way? And what kept me from getting 75% of the way? To that question about what's getting in the way, what went well, what went wrong? I do think your point earlier too about rhythms is very important because sometimes we try to ride the rhythms that we've had in the past because they worked. And so yep. once something works, we really love it because it worked. And we want it to keep working, even though the season or the energetic frequencies of what's going on, the rhythms, who knows what it is, has changed. And so if our speed has literally changed and the frequency that we're going is actually not matching up, we have to change what we're doing. So in order to assess that rhythm, it may be that you had a morning routine that was really amazing, but it's not quite working. Uh, I know for me, I was doing writing and um, that used to be my blocks of time was Wednesday, Monday and Wednesday afternoon. That doesn't really work anymore. So I had to rearrange my whole calendar. I really didn't want to because I love that rhythm, but it yeah. 
it wasn't working. And so really you have to step back and be like, okay, this isn't working. So instead of just keep trying to make it work, you readapt and say, okay, what, what is going to work? What can I try now? What else exactly. do you do to adjust rhythms? Um, I, I think you, you know, you have to, you have to work in, in the, in the most productive part of your day. Um, and so I think you, you try to match your rhythms to when, when you are for really productive for me, mornings are huge in that, in that regard. So I try to get the things that I, I really want done or really need to get done in the morning. And that, that works for me, but I think you also, uh, I think you need to, to build in optional times, um, simply because the rhythms may not work at this point. So um, uh, I like to, so when my son goes to bed, that's when I get on social media. That, when my son goes to bed, that's when I read. When my son goes to bed, um, that's when I start um, thinking. A lot of that used to be done in the morning, um, but I've had to make that adjustment because uh, because it's just not working. So I, I think you have to evaluate those rhythm, rhythms and then play around with it. You know, the, mm -hmm. Tim Ferriss is, a, is an interesting guy. Um, Tim Ferriss essentially mm -hmm. does, he's, a, he's a, guinea, a human guinea pig and he does that to himself. Um, he tries things uh, on himself, evaluates them. And if they don't work, then he, he tweaks it. Uh, I, I think you've got to be willing and open to experiment uh, in that way um, so that you can you can find that that sense of rhythm in that place of um, productivity and in that place of, um, of of good headspace to to do the things that you need to do. I think there's experimentation that has to go on and and I think if you're willing to to, to make those adjustments and not be tied down into one locate one space, one location, um, then that, that allows you to adapt and adjust, um, to, to under, uncover those new rhythms. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And sometimes there are minor tweaks, like where yep. you're changing when you're working out or you're changing, or maybe you're just changing what you're doing. I was reading something the other day about, um, the need for greater mindfulness as we frequently talk about, but it was saying, instead of going for doing your fitness or your workout and listening to your audiobook use that as your mindfulness time to do more of your breathing and connecting right. in prayer or meditation or whatever that is. Right. And so it may be part of that routine, but you're changing where you're not getting enough mindfulness. So where are you putting that in and swapping something out? potentially? Right. It could also be where you do it. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just what you're doing. It's where you're doing it. Um, mm -hmm. it, it could be, you know, um, I have a thinking chair in my office. It's it's literally right there. Um, I've re-engaged that after for for a couple of years, just doing everything in the living room. Uh, but I'm re-engaging that 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 chair simply because it helps me with that rhythm. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not just what, it's where, it's how. Um, those when. kinds of things. When, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, for sure. Yeah, and I think it goes back to what we've also mentioned before, but Daniel Pink's book, When, talks a lot about that same energy rhythm where I remember a section in that book where he was talking about not actually having meetings 
after lunch, which was a little counterintuitive because a lot of times we say, have meetings after lunch, everybody's falling asleep, so have something with engagement. But he was right. saying, don't have meetings after lunch because of kind of that sharpness factor and whatnot. But really, we all have a different clock and a different rhythm. So it's noticing your own energy and yep. what energy matches what activity that right. you can do in the morning, afternoon, and night. Yeah. So really, we're assessing what is that goal? Was the goal too big? Was the goal too small? Was I having a goal focused on the right thing too? Sometimes we might ask that question, what's really important? Right. Is it important that I'm doing this? Do I have my goal set on what matters and what's moving the needle? Or do I have too many goals? And so I can't get to any of them. Or I have it cluttered with too many um, different types of things. So we kind of have to boil it down. So assessing is really looking at all of that. Then next step number two, anything else on assessing? Yep. Okay. So then number two, we're saying really to plan. So if in the assessment stage, you have realized, I was talking with someone, a client the other day, we were talking about they're not going to hit their uh, sales numbers. And so with their sales numbers, you may go, okay, in order to hit our goals, we followed up with all our clients. We've done everything possible that we could with this batch of clients that we had. How are we going to hit our goals next month when we fell short this month? Okay. We need more leads. We need more in the front of the pipeline. So right. then this stage planning comes to how are we going to get more leads? Not just Assessing is we need more leads. Assessing is what went wrong. Why did it go wrong? What needs to be different? Planning is looking at what are we going to do to get different results? And we were listening to Craig Grishall on Sunday and he was talking about, uh, it was a good sermon on like not trying, but training. And that when you just try, it, the, trying is not Trying is not going to move the needle either. You have to train to make it happen. You have to be intentional and committed right. to making it happen, not trying. So a lot of times with goals too, we might be like, well, I'm going to try to make that happen next month. Well, that's kind of ridiculous because inevitably something's going to get in the way. And then the insanity of the same happens again. So how are you training? What are you setting up and doing to make sure that that happens next month? What else do you think about when you're thinking about planning and making goal adjustments? What types of things do you plan or how do you adjust it? Uh, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a great, a great question. I think you, um, I think in assessing what you've done and, and figuring out what has worked and what, what hasn't, um, I, th I think you, uh, you begin to, um, you begin to, work with others to try to, to, to try to generate ideas. I think, uh, in addition to what you were saying, there's some, some brainstorming that may need to happen. There's some, um, some communication, there's some additional research. There's, there's, there's these pieces, uh, that have to, how do I, how do I build my brand? How do I advertise, uh, in this market? How do I move in that space? Uh, and when you do that, um, it, it, uh, it, it helps get you, helps you get traction toward that, uh, that plan. So, so there's, there's, there's things behind the plan it's, it's it would be great to simply say, well, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, but you've got to go back and, and maybe do some research on that. So I think that's part of, part of the thing that you have to do to kind of help build that plan, uh, and develop it, um, so that you can begin to execute on that. Mm -hmm, perfect. 
Yeah, so getting some more information on something. I think it does also plan play to the old um, rhythms of just when will I do what? So right. if you kind of have those priorities and you're like, what do I need to do in order to achieve this? If I am purchasing property, I'm still finishing my strategic plan. The budget isn't quite where it needs to be. Um, I'm doing reviews, I'm hiring, whatever it is, you're taking these different lists of issues that you have and you're actually looking at your calendar and you're saying, when am I going to do that? And sometimes we've already done a nice job of blocking out our calendar where we've got our frog time and we've got these different blocks of time for production and big picture and whatnot. But even yeah. in that, you can stop and be like, okay, so which one of these tasks are about the big picture? Okay, so I'm going to focus on that the first week of February. And then the second week in my big picture time, I'm focusing on this big picture item. So sometimes it seems like unnecessary planning at times, but the reality is when we get to that moment of big picture time, and then you're like, huh, what should I do? It's, it's not usually efficient to allow yourself to decide in the moment. And right. that when you already have a plan, you're subconsciously working on it, you're preparing for it. So then when you get to that hour and you're like, okay, it's three o'clock, it's time for me to work on the big picture stuff. You already are ready to get started because you knew that's what you were going to be doing. Exactly. No, I mean, absolutely right. So you, you plan to plan. Right. Uh, <laughs> it seems so crazy to even to even think about, but yeah, you've you've got to put that time in. You've got to be be ready for it. There are things um, if you're going to start looking at you know um, um, buying buying property, then then you've got to be able to um, you've got to have some of that research done so that you can start looking. You can start preparing, you can start dreaming about those things. So there's, there's actually, you know, that, that time in, in, to get ready. And, and like you said, once you do that, your mind is, it starts thinking about it. Um, and, and it thinks about it in the background and you don't even know necessarily what is going on. Uh, it, when you're asleep, it's thinking about it. Um, if it's in the, in the front of your brain, then, then oftentimes, I mean, I can't tell you the number of problems I've solved at, at waking up at three o'clock in the morning, because my brain had had thought about it for a few hours, um, you know, from the from the day before, you know, just trying to think of how I'm going to solve this problem. And I wake up at three or four o'clock and all of a sudden I have an answer. Uh, that's because your brain has has been working on it in the background. And um, so so you have to you have to do those things uh, so that so that when the time comes, when you sit down and start uh start to plan, start to do those things, then, then you're ready to do it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, too often, I think we, uh, we sit down um, to, to do what needs to be done to, to plan. And then we spend half our time planning to plan. Uh, so, uh, you know, we got to get our pins, we got to get our, we got to, you know, get the office right, you know, all those things instead of um, being ready to go when the time is, time is right. For sure. And then I think another piece of that too, with as a leader, our planning then impacts our team. Because yeah. I think when we're planning, sometimes you need to deploy resources. Maybe you need to hire a contractor or a freelancer. Maybe you need to hire a service. So by getting that queued up and ready, you are able to activate 
those things that are running alongside of your work. But then also, I think it's really important to do this with our teams and that you're actually talking about it with your coworkers or your partners or whoever that team is that you're working with, where you're saying, here's my goal for the next month. Here's what's really important. This is what we're focusing on. What is your role in that? What is my role in that? What help do you need? What help do I need? What are our agreements? And that kind of tips to the third point about structures and accountabilities because, but the planning part is the collective whole coming together to ideate on how is this possible? We didn't hit the goal last month. How are we gonna hit it this month? What do we need to do differently? And what are we going to do that allows us to actually be successful this month? What do we need to not do? What do we need to double up on? Whatever that is, but then, Next, it kind of moves into that third quadrant of structures and accountability. But if we're not talking with our team, these things are, are the important that never happens. The urgent happens. The important right. planning often gets swept to the side. Yeah. And, you know, when we think about being in a, a leadership for old culture, we know it's not all about us. Why should we have all the brilliant ideas? Um, we have we have other resources, um, other team members that can that can help uh, in that process. And so I think you have to really have to engage them and uh, and come together uh, with them to to find that to find those answers. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's very much part of that 4.0 leadership of bringing out the brilliance of others and seeing the perspective of, of others. What are they seeing? What do, what do they think? And right. really, we didn't mention it really in that assessing step, but it's critical that they are assessing and planning. Exactly. So we need that along the whole path. All right. So for structures and accountability, what are your thoughts on, we've talked about structures and accountability before. We know accountability can be that bad word that everybody right. sees as discipline and wants to just avoid it. But how does that play into this? So maybe you set up some structures. What, what do you do when you feel like you had structures, but they didn't work? And then how do you upgrade or assess those? Yeah. So, you know, that, that again, that's part of the whole, the whole assessment process did did um did that system hold up to the to, to the testing or to the implementation and if not then you go back you know the thing that we 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 tend to do uh in many cases or is is to make wholesale changes mm -hmm. um instead of instead of in our assessment process what does one tweak do to that uh, what if I got up at 5.30 instead of 6 o'clock? Or what if I got up at 5.30 instead of 5? How does that impact the rest of the day? How does that impact how I feel? Uh, does that extra 30 minutes of sleep really um, provide um, uh, additional energy for me to be able to, to, to knock this, this piece out? So, mm -hmm. so I think you start small. Um, you know, uh, I, my, my wife... Uh, my wife is kind of cold natured and, and I love her to death. Um, when, but when she turns the heat on, it's all the way. And, mm -hmm. and then when she, she gets hot, she cuts it back a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, now that's too cold. <laughs> so, so, uh, what I try to do is just let's back it off a little bit. Let's back. And then and, until you find that right, that right setting. And I, I, again, I think too many people try to swing for the fences in their, in their transitions or their changes. 
when really a tweak might just do it. So assess it, mm -hmm. uh, make a small tweak, test it, make a small tweak, test it, uh, get feedback, test it. Um, so I, I think if we can follow that process, then, then I think um, it doesn't become so dramatic that we're like freaking out about it um, because major changes uh, people get nervous about, especially on our team. All of a sudden you go from, from doing A and you start doing Z. That's a whole, I mean, maybe you've processed it, but they've got to process it. So I think if you start small and go from A to maybe D and, and, and not make such a huge swing that, that it, uh, it, it allows that, that for them to kind of explore that, understand it. And then, and then you can test it, get the feedback. And if, if it's D is not enough, then go to E. And, and maybe you move it so far down the line that you just have to abandon everything and start something else, but let's make tweaks instead of wholesale changes. Yeah, that's a great point. And I, I do tend to be a extreme mover myself. Um, I just feel like you go huge and then you make adjustments back. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> Tweaking is probably, probably better. Yeah. I think another thing with that too, I like to put more structures in place than necessary. And sometimes people can get a little exhausted with that where they're like, it's great. I already have a pop-up reminder. That's fine. Well, what if your pop-up reminder didn't work now? Now you have no structure. So to me, sometimes not only are we assessing those that we put into place and then making tweaks to that, but we're also saying, okay, what else? And to try to use different platforms, it doesn't mean having a pop-up on your computer and your phone and an email, but that you're trying different ways to create structures or reminders or systems. One that um, a friend of mine and I, we've been uh, <laughs> laugh. Uh, remember years ago when we talked about Evernote. Yep. So we have been, we recommitted to using Evernote and we wanted to save our book notes in Evernote. And so that way we would put when we had a great video that we wanted to watch or great book notes, we wanted to use that for Evernote. Well, neither one of us are Evernote proficient. And you know, I have a natural uh, non-intuitive relationship with Evernote. Yes. And so it is hard and it doesn't mean we are not giving up on Evernote, but we are developing other systems to run parallel while we are trying to learn Evernote. We're trying to make that our go-to, but we are also using a few other structures because we're not able to nail that because it is not natural. And yes. so I think sometimes you have to almost create several systems like throwing spaghetti on the wall. We're not really sure which noodle's gonna stick. So in the process of these goals are important, the goal isn't noodles on the wall. The goal is really important. The structures and the activities that we're doing to make sure those goals happen, that's the noodles on the wall because we're not sure which is gonna give us traction and which isn't. So we have to over try overcommit to activities and structures in order to get the results. And if you shoot and fly past your goals, great, dial it back. If you're like 50% by the 15th, awesome. You know, let's take that temperature knob and come back just a little bit. But in general, we often undershoot with our goals. We have under the amount of activity needed to get there. And we have under the time 
and the structures needed to hold us accountable. And then you get to the end of the month and you're like, shoot, we're not quite there. So yeah. it's this hard press to go, okay, what, what are we doing different next month? Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I, I would agree with that. I think you can uh, put multiple structures in place. And then um, when you find the one that really fits your rhythm and find the one that really fits um, your skill set, then you can start, you can, you can start removing, removing the scaffolding. Um, you know, in, in some ways it's kind of like over-engineering um, a structure. Um, so you, you put more in place and then you can start scaling back uh, when you find the, the pieces that really work. Um, and so, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. Um, I, I, I tend not to do that, but that's, you know, part of that's personality, part of that's um, just how you're wired. Um, and so, uh, so, you know, you do you. I guess is, but, but that's part of the experimentation process, right? That, totally. That's it's part of, of kind of being a guinea pig for yourself, figure out what works for you. Um, and that takes, that will take some time. Uh, yeah. It might take you another couple of weeks to kind of figure that out. But when you figure it out, then you've got something that you can work in rhythm with and, and in timing with. So, yeah, I also absolutely. think you need, I think you need to tell other people, um, you know, when we talk about accountability and those kinds of things, if you, if you don't tell somebody, then that goal or that, that change is, is just in your own head. And, and that can move from day to day. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think you need to, to have, have somebody that you can share that with and get real specific about, we're going to do X, Y, and Z on this day, or we're going to do X, Y, and Z, or we're going to be here and this is how we're going to get there. And this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, uh, my wife and I are, are doing some, some of that now we we're starting to uh, just um, about once a quarter, just getting away for the weekend and, and doing those kinds of things. We're going to do, we're going to plan, we're going to do this um, because we need it as a, as a couple and it helps us to try to reach some of the goals that, that we're wanting to reach. Um, in our own life personally, but, but that's a, a way to, to kind of do that uh, organizationally as well. For sure. Yeah. And we didn't really mention that, that is true. Like the whole milestone as you're planning, it's not just planning what you're going to do, but to create a couple milestones. I always love the analogy or the illustration that Brian Tracy uses in his goals book. And that analogy is about, and this isn't perfect because it's been years since I read that, but essentially it's a group of people who are trying to cross a desert somewhere in the Middle East. And in general, the two towns knew that people constantly got lost and off track as they were crossing the desert. So the towns got together and they put mile markers across the desert because really what people had to focus on was the mile markers because the desert was too big and too wide. And without any focal point, they always veered off, even though they felt like they were going straight, they weren't. And so, and then they would end up getting lost. So when they put these mile markers across, it gave them a short-term focal point so that they could aim for the focal point, knowing that these dots connected them to where they needed to go. And I think a lot of times really with our planning, that's what we're doing is we're creating these dots to the end game of where we need to go. And if we don't have that, it's just get there 
versus get here, get here, get here, get here. And those baby steps are really what makes it digestible and palatable for us to even do it. So yeah, that mile marker is a big deal. Yep. Okay, yeah, and you know, micro- thing. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say micro, micro goals within your larger goal. Mm-hmm lets you feel like you're making, you're building momentum and you're, you're making progress. Because you are, you are building momentum and yeah, getting progress. Absolutely. Yeah. When you were talking to, you reminded me of one, I want to share Patrick Lencioni recently has come out with his, um, it's called Working Genius. It's a new assessment. It does cost $25, but not bad for an assessment. It is not, in my opinion, the end-all be-all assessment. It is another assessment, but it's a really great, my view on assessments are we are all diamonds and these assessments show a different slice, a different angle of our diamond. And this one, so Working Genius, what you were talking about a little bit ago about being you, I completely agree. When you're setting your goals, you have to do it in a way that complements your strengths and is you. So absolutely. And then at the same time, so I had taken mine. And so there are six different elements and two of them you're a genius at, two of them you have competency at, and two of them will frustrate you. And roughly these six things are kind of the progression between being a thinker and then being an innovator, being um, a uh, discerning kind of intuitive uh, galvanizing is like getting people on the same page. And then I forget what E, e I think that's another one about like an enroller. So helping people to see the vision versus encouraging and enrolling people in it. And then the last one I think was tenacity maybe about getting things done. So I definitely am a high tenacity about getting things done, which is why I tend to lean on that side because for me, getting things done, like I get very uncomfortable and restless when nothing is getting done because I kind of live to get things done. But we have these different wirings, right? So it's yep. really fun to take an assessment like that and to also look like maybe our bias might be more, I also am am high in um, the innovation idea stuff too. So I can get in my own way of getting things done because I'm creating so many ideas, but it's interesting to be aware of where you fall in that process, because if you're not accomplishing your goals, maybe it is part of your not not natural wiring. And then you have to actually go partner with someone or talk to someone and say, okay, I'm not getting this done. What do you think I could do differently? Because sometimes when we kind of know these strengths, we can really work in our strengths and then we can partner with others to bridge the gap where it's not as obvious to us. Like we just wouldn't have ever done that. You know, for me, that thinking up on the top, you mentioned your thinking chair. Um, I have, and I love in our bedroom, we have a sitting area and I like to go there for Bible study time or for pod or not podcasts for classes that I'm taking because ideally I just stay there and I think, and I absorb but that's one of my areas of frustration. Um, not that it makes me frustrated, but just in the scale of that assessment, because it's so hard for me. It's not easy for me. And so we have to create these structures to help us do what is not easy for us. So anyway, yeah, check out that assessment. I think you might like it. Yeah, I'll, I'd love to, to see that. 
um, you know, the, the, what was I going to say? Um, you know, there's, there is this debate about, do I work on my weaknesses? Uh, and, I, I, and, and I think, I think McCarthy, not MacArthur, uh, John Maxwell has said, don't work on your weaknesses and work on your strengths. But it, I think it depends on what that weakness is. Uh, mm-hmm. And that sometimes is uncomfortable. Uh, if, if sometimes we have to work on your communication skills mm-hmm. uh, for a leader, that's, that's huge. Sometimes, you, you know, you have to work on some things just have to get done. Um, and so, um, uh, and, and it is uncomfortable and you've got to figure out a way to, to make all that happen. Um, right. So, yeah. Right. But you've got to know what your what those are. Uh, and that's the, the value of the assessments. Absolutely. And weaknesses are another thing too that are hard because there's like your strengths and your weaknesses. And then there's the blind spots of your strength or the overuse of your strength, which might not be the same as your weakness, but it almost becomes another type of weakness when you overuse a strength. So there's kind of these two potholes that can happen that as a leader, you don't get to go, oh, I'm not good at that. I don't do that. Like you don't just get to be in this, of course, do your strengths, but you have to be aware of these because these are your opportunities to plan and partner and whatever. Exactly. Yeah, cool. All right, awesome. Well, let's see. So I think today we've covered just about an encouragement wherever you're at with your goals. If you haven't set them, by all means, set them because you get more done when you set goals. If you're a leader, your team can't follow when they don't know where you're headed. So setting your goals is key to align to your vision. Um, And whether you got traction this month or didn't celebrate the success of where you've come, assess what is good and where you need to get yet. Create your goals for February, include your team, make plans to adjust where the gaps are, the activity that's needed, what you need to do differently. Maybe you need to stop doing something and then create those structures for accountability to help yourself. Don't leave it up to self-discipline, but create accountabilities and structures to create success for you and your team. Exactly. And just don't give up. Yeah. Don't give up. Yeah. I mean, that's, you've got to fight through it. Um, Don't give up on those goals and plans because, um, you know, because because we, it, you know, it's, it's, it's just a, it's, don't let them defeat you. You're, you're bigger than that. You're stronger than that. Uh, fight through. And your work matters. That's why you yeah. started it in the first place. Your work matters. So don't, um, we have to be intentional in order to move what matters. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Good. All right. Well, leaders, thanks for joining us. And if you can put comments, maybe you have some thoughts about things that you do, tips or tricks that help you to assess or plan or have accountabilities that we didn't mention, but you thought of, or you thought we were going to say, and we didn't say, put those in the comments. It's great. We want to hear from you. And we love when leaders share because really it's building a community of leaders supporting one another. Uh, Nobody is an expert. It is a journey that we are all on to grow our leadership. Absolutely. Sounds good. We'll, um, we'll talk again next week. All right. Take care. Take care. Goodbye.
We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Innovative Leader Podcast with Christy Geiger and David Phillips. If you have questions, ideas, or thoughts to share, please do so in the comments. Help us raise the level of leadership and share with other leaders. We want to grow a community of leaders supporting one another. Follow us on YouTube or subscribe on the channel where you get your podcasts. To learn more, check out innovativeleader.co. Have a great week and lead well. It matters.